Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal. Ploughing ahead with a new record readership of 379,000 weekly print readers. Now, while you were sleeping, GAA football, hurling, camogie and ladies football players were giving it their all in the final matches in the Australian Asian State Games in the city of Melbourne, Australia. Think of it. Young players who in Ireland would be wearing the jerseys of different counties, pulling on the jersey of their new Australian or New Zealand home place and playing with all the pride that you would associate with any club or county team on this island. Before I go to Melbourne there to chat to Carl Walsh, who was one of the organisers, I just want to pause for a moment to reflect that as these young players are competing at the other side of the world, they're carrying a torch passed to, to their generation by the great players of the past. Great players like Dublin's Brian Mullins, whose death has sadly been announced. He was an iconic figure on a legendary Dublin team who played era-defining matches against Kerry and, to a lesser extent, Galway in the 1970s and 80s. He won four All-Ireland medals, nine Leinster, an All-Ireland club with his much-loved St Vincent's, as well as two All-Stars. As director of sport in UCD, he passed on his love of sport to thousands of students. I extend my sympathy to his family and to indeed to all who loved him, and of course to his GA family at this sad time. Yes, indeed, great sporting days are precious in life. We bring the memories uh, with us. Uh, good morning, Carl Walsh in, in Melbourne. Uh, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm great, Marty. Uh, I'm a little bit tired because we've just finished three full days and we're about to go to the State Games Ball, but uh, overall I'm pretty good. Life is so tough there, uh, Carl. Off to the State Ball, no <laughs> less. Uh, I have oh, so much sympathy for you. But what are your reflections <laughs> on the last few hectic days of sport at the Australian uh, State Games? Well, Marty, it's 2019 since we had the last State Games, which are normally held annually. So it's really a reflection of how we're recovering and getting out of COVID, which was a very difficult time for the, the Irish community, obviously, at home, the Irish community here in Australia, and the general community in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and the coming together of people from so many states and New Zealand to play sports, watch sports, manage sports, and tonight, you know, celebrate together and commiserate to some degree in beautiful weather uh, is my greatest reflection, is our rebound recovery from COVID. And I know that the GA president, Larry McCarthy, is there, and Helen O'Rourke, the Archer Horror of Ladies Football Association, uh, are there with you uh, today and over the last couple of days. But this, re- this event is really about the young players. Who is playing the GA in Australia New Zealand? Yeah, well, there's a lot of Irish people, obviously, you know, in their 20s and their 30s, uh, maybe even the odd one in their 40s still playing across the various states, which we'll mention, I guess, in a sec. Um, But what's very encouraging, Marty, is that at adult level, you know, for example, uh, most of the Wellington team that played uh, were were New Zealanders, you know, the ladies' team who were victorious. And that was great. And the South Australian teams, the men's and women's teams, were predominantly uh, Australian. And, And, you know, making a great fist of our games, to be honest with you, playing it with great verve, and skill and, 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 and tenacity. And, you know, all of those uh, states and entities featured in our finals day to day, which is great credit to them. And also our exhibition game, hurling game uh, between Geelong Gales and Young Melbourne, primarily featured kids that might have Irish parents or Australian parents, 
but we're born in Australia and we'll continue to grow up in Australia. And is it difficult to spread the gospel of Gaelic games? I mean, they, they have Australian rules football, they have cricket, they have uh, soccer, they have so many other sports. So what makes it? Because I've seen this at, at, at World Cup games, as, as we call it, in Abu Dhabi, and indeed when they were back here in Waterford, and you see all nationalities. What attracts them to, to our native games? Well, well, it's not that difficult. And then, you know, like a lot of things, if you're organized and you plan... Um, and 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 you're kind and welcoming to people then you they generally come on board because the games are great i mean for example in this country you know where a lot of people play Aussie rules it's very easy to switch to gaelic games getting mm-hmm. football in particular and you'll see kids do that within i would say 15 minutes and adults probably within a session hurling's a bit trickier and a bit more difficult but hockey players lacrosse players are intrigued by hurling both male and female and and so they they, they like to give it a try so, you know, I think the, it's not hard to sell, provided you're organized and you plan, uh, and provided you don't clash with, in other words, the season or the times don't clash with, clash with Aussie rules in Australia in particular. And we've seen that, you know, where competitions really flourish, where we play outside their season. And we see our game as a great complement to their game because it's fast moving, it's uh, very skillful, and there's much less instance of injury in our game because it's more, there's, there, there isn't a defined tackle. And just outside of sport, are there many jobs now in Melbourne, in Australia? Oh, the, the employment market in Melbourne is the tightest in 50 years. So it's an employee's market at the moment. And any Irish person that comes over here now, and they're opening up uh, on a lot of the immigration at the moment, will get jobs and get good jobs and get very well paid. So it is, it is actually a great time to be coming to Melbourne or Sydney or any of the other Australian cities, uh, and indeed New Zealand, because there's such a shortage of talent. And of course, young Irish people who come here have great qualifications, a great work ethic, great communication skills, and they do very well and will do very well. I have to say, Carl, you sell Melbourne and you sell Australia rather well. Now, this is your audition as a, <laughs> as a GA reporter for RT Radio, so don't mess it up. Give me your highlights in the finals, because I know a lot of people here are listening. There was Camogie, I think it was, was it Victoria versus New South Wales? Yeah, I'll give you. I'll I'll go quickly through the results, Marty. I've learned from you, the master. So over <laughs> three hundred players play playing over forty matches from four Australian states in New Zealand, uh, four codes, six competitions, and in the Camogie, New South Wales beat Victoria in the ladies' intermediate football. Wellington beat South Australia in the men's intermediate football. Victoria beat New South Wales in the ladies' senior football. New South Wales beat WA Western Australia. Hurling New South Wales beat Victoria, and sadly for us, in the men's senior football, which was a classic game, New South Wales beat Victoria. I think you have a future. I think you should come back from Australia. You could join us in the sports department. <laughs> in terms of the crowds, uh, Carl, uh, big crowds, yeah. I mean, uh, this is a big event, I know, for the Irish, and indeed the non-Irish community down under. Yeah, we had a very good crowd today. I'd say, you know, in terms of attendance today, there was well over a thousand people, if you include you know, players, officials, and, and, and the crowd. And the, and the weather, you know, was very helpful. And, of course, the finals being on a Saturday when people were off work. Uh, and there was a lot of highlights, too. I know you sort of touched on that. But, for example, in our kids' hurling exhibition, uh, you know, which Arouk um, Theron, Larry McCarthy sort of, you know, um, presented afterwards, it, it was really wonderful to see those kids go at it on the pitch uh, with parents from all over Ireland watching their Australian-born kids play hurling. It was just beautiful. Boys and girls, actually. So mm. I guess you'd say hurling camogie. We had a, a 16-year-old from young Melbourne, Charlie Corr, whose father's from Tyrone, Barry Corr. He's, 
he won a medal today playing with the, 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 the Victorian intermediate team. And by the way, the Wellington team, was which their manager was a Milton Malbay man, Davy Rin, oh, uh, who, 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 who led them to success. And their, their captain, Heather Williamson, who's actually a Queenslander, who's over in, um, over in New Zealand, they did a wonderful job. So great, great diversity, you know, great highlights uh, from people from all backgrounds in Ireland, from all parts of Ireland, uh, you know, just making the very best mm. with the Aussies and with the Kiwis. Okay, Karen Walsh, you've got the gig. Come home. Uh, give up Australia. <laughs> and I know there are proud families all over Ireland whose young people were playing those matches. So uh, maybe they, they weren't able to get there themselves. But thank you indeed, Jakar, for giving us the news. And congratulations on the event. And remember, if you're listening to us in Australia or New Zealand, you can find out information about clubs down under at Australian, uh, AustralianAsianGaelicGames.com.